So I would like to talk about living ageless in judgment. So, you know, I, I try to spend no time judging people because I don't allow people to judge my life. It's my life. And so yesterday, or day before, I saw something very strange. It was on the news. And this man found this alligator in his backyard. And it was the strangest thing. He just went and he grabbed a, a frying pan and hit this thing twice. And it was like, I don't know where did that come from? Because the alligator was just like sun gazing in his backyard. It wasn't doing him anything. And I guess it brought back an old memory because I remember when I was working, one day I called my mom and my mom, you know, my mom and dad was domestic violence. So she was kind of a fighter and um, she was out of breath and I was like, what is wrong? And she's like, I don't know, some big animal or something is in the backyard and I'm going to kill it. And I'm like, so why do you feel like you need to be in the backyard beating this, whatever it is? And she said, it's hissing at me. It's making a hissing sound at me. And it's making me angry. I said, so what are you fighting this thing with? And she said she had a pipe. Right? And I was like, you know, Mom, why don't you just go inside, close the door, and you could call the SPCA or somebody to come and get this. Well, long story short, when I got off from work, I went to my mom. And she had literally destroyed this thing. And what it was, was a big turtle. And I guess it had gotten out of somebody's backyard or something and managed to be in our backyard. And my mama just annihilated that thing. I'm, I don't even, I can't even overstand how she did it. But... I guess when I saw that man with that frying pan, it just made me have a reflection of my, what, what my mom went through because he was an older man as well as she was. So I guess maybe it's about feeling threatened or being territorial. I don't know what it is, but in judgment, you know, like I said, I spend no time because the thing about it is at some point, looking at him hit this alligator and it walked away the alligator i felt sorry for the alligator i mean i guess it's because of where i am in my life i don't have a whole lot of patience of being impact impact with people sometimes with their moaning and groaning about everything i just don't have the patience for that anymore i am more concerned about the world the whales the birds the bees and all those things because it brings me peace and it brings me comfort to allow myself to be um a part of that whole the all assuming i prefer being there um so about 
two month, about a month ago, uh, this young lady, I know her little girl, had fallen ill and was in the children's hospital for like three or four weeks. And her body had turned against her. Her lungs were collapsing. And it was causing this baby at four years old to not really overstand or understand what was really happening. But she was having to go through all these tests and stuff. And it was just, um, it was sad. It really was because it's really hard to explain to um, a child that young what's happening. But I guess I started um, coming around when one day her mom sent a, a video of her and her baby singing Saved by Love. And it was so endearing to see this baby pushing through all these things that she was going through for the last few weeks. So um, I had these when a, a few years back. I lived in Utah for a while, and at that time, I was still doing quilt, quilting. I used to enjoy quilting until one day I looked at my finger, and it was turning black. It was just so injured over and over from the, from the needles, and I decided that was my last baby blanket that I was going to quilt because I did everything by hand. I didn't do anything on a sewing machine. That was not how I was taught to make quilts. I learned how to quilt for my grandmother, and then I started becoming a part of different quilting bees. And what I used to like, the energy, and everybody was, again, aligned with the same passion. I mean, we were always getting signs and synchronicities. Maybe we miss them because of, you know, whatever, Maybe we're too busy doing something else, but we get them. And we're always getting something to measure those synchronicities and those signs. So when you feel that euphoric feeling around certain people, you know that this is good. And you can get around those low vibration people and just literally feel sick. To the stomach. I mean, things just get stuck in your craw. Just thinking about some of the things and that they're capable of doing it, their toxicity overruled their good senses. But that's neither here nor there because I was thinking about, um, I had these blankets that I had learned how to make this really cute technique when I was in Utah. And it wasn't quilting, but it was just this way of cutting and tying um, these blankets. And so about after the pandemic hit, I was sewing face coverings, but then I moved on and I said, oh, I just felt like doing some of these um, little nursery accessories, which was the blankets um, up. Um, I surged a cute heart and um, a diaper baby, which is with a cloth diaper and you roll it and you put um, socks on the head and feet and then you put two dot eyes. And it's it's really a cute little set. It's like a, um, a something you can carry with you 
or you can have it at home on the bed. I, I mean, it's it's cute either way. So I had a few of them that I made. One, you know, one time I had an opportunity to put my hands on some fabric and I just made them. And I had them here and I had not done anything with them. And so Sunday, a friend of mine called, oh, Monday morning rather, and she told me that her niece baby was dead, five months old. Well, her niece had this baby for a married man. She was young and probably impressionable, vulnerable, and he was older. And I, I, she, I guess she brought the lies and she, you know, became pregnant and she had the baby. And so I guess they were trying to do shared custody. And that was Father's Day. But by nightfall, that baby was dead in the care of his father and this other person, his wife, I guess. And so it just put a fire under me because it's like one minute we were celebrating a baby being born and now the baby is no longer here. And no telling what happened. You know, I know right now they're pulling formulas off the, off the shelves in stores and stuff. So there's a lot of things going. It's not about just saying these people did something to this baby. It's just really sad that she woke up on Father's Day with a baby. And by that night, that baby was no longer there. And so yesterday, I decided I would take those blankets and donate them to the children's hospital. But I wasn't prepared for what I would see. I mean, when I tell you, it was like I was at the casino that had so many people. And I guess maybe it raised or it piqued my curiosity. Like, do we have all these sick children? Children are getting sick like this? Because I, I don't know why I guess when I walked in the hospital, I was going to see maybe one or two people. But like, it was packed. It was packed. And it's like, you know, I mean, really, my heart go out to these families that's dealing with their babies or, you know, young children that's really sick like this. Because I know they just didn't come there for no reason just to walk the halls. They had to be there with somebody or some young child you know, in order to be in that, that space. So, I, you know, I'm just saying, um, I just really am full about this baby. This is so strange how that happened in one day. And it's not about judging anybody because you're innocent until you're proven guilty. And I can imagine them as a couple, they're probably going through a lot of things too if they don't know what actually happened. But just that it happened while they had it is going to be the real struggle. 
Really it is. This baby life was cut so short. And I have to say it that it's just really heartbreaking to hear something like that could have happened. The mother is kind of in that space of maybe, I don't want to say actually, maybe that content numbness because it's she her baby won't be buried until this weekend. So maybe she's trying to keep her composure um, in the midst of that numbness of not really feeling the pain of what has really transpired in the last few days. And then to think that every Father's Day, she will have to continue for the rest of her life going through that trauma. And it's trauma that we have, but it's also how we're going to bounce back from that trauma. If you listen to a few of my podcasts back, when I, when I heard this guy called trauma about thugs, traumatized humans unable to heal, I mean, to grieve. And I guess I am right. It was like a Freudian slip. But some of them are unable to heal as well. Because maybe they don't, they don't feel like there's anything going on. But I've noticed as I mature that I am having more reflections. And um, sometimes it's just something might happen and it's kind of bringing back. And I guess that's part of standing in your own power and truth. When you can go back to those spaces where you compartmentalize things and kind of shove them away, but not really. They're just really there waiting to, to resurface. They might kind of sit dormant because that's, that's the position you put them in. As you were commanding and equalizing the situations. But, you know, let's be clear. Some people or situations, circumstances are really here to teach you lessons. And so I see some people get very upset and they just want to run. But if you're running from something and you're not running to something, you see where I'm going with this? You're setting yourself up for failure. You have to heal. That is the most important thing to do is to heal. And that only way that you can do that is to fill your own cups up with love. Self-love. Because you can't help or do anything for anybody if you don't love yourself. And I know that we say that all the time and you hear people say that and we can also feel like it's just lip service, but it's really not. It is really not. Because if you are people pleaser, you're going to continue looking outside of yourself. And you're just going to keep setting yourself up for disappointment. And that in, its, in and of itself is trauma. It is trauma. Find what is a better fit for your life. And you'll find it's within you. 
it was there all the while. But, you know, I, sometimes it's so hard and breaking those old barriers, those old stereotypes, those old habits, behaviors, patterns that have been passed down to you and to just continue on in it, getting the exact same results. Really and truly, by really running yourself crazy. I mean, literally running yourself crazy. Because you're trying to do... You know, I, I do recall seeing outcomes with my, my parents. But did I know exactly what they went through to come to that outcome? No, I didn't. So what is happening is a lot of people are trying to mimic what they see as an end result, but they don't have a clue what all went into making that happen. There are no easy ways. When you see people that have evolved in life and have moved past so many trials and tribulations, it's not been easy. But they were willing to do the work to find that Peace, that solace that's inside of them, that love and all those other fruits of the Spirit, to find that within themselves. No longer giving their power away, because that's really what happens. You just give it away and give it away and give it away, and then you find other things to, to get a little regenerated or juvenated for a bit, only to find yourself like a balloon when you stick a pin in it it just goes down till it hit the ground and then you go through that again and here we go again it's the birth the rebirth and it's the reset and if you don't find that self-love within yourself you continue going through the birth the rebirth and the reset and none of them are easy. When you can just learn the lesson and move on to the next phase. I am not saving the whales. Because when you jump in the water, you'll find out it's sharks. And they're going to eat you up. It's just that simple. There's no gray area there. There's no gray area. And, you know, you come you come across the people that are sometimes they'll say ugly, ugly stuff. And they'll say, oh, I'm just joking. Didn't you know the truth comes out in a joke? They meant, it's like what Oprah said, when a person show you themselves, believe them. Believe that it is not a joke. It is the truth. Calling you out of your name, telling your personal business or your secrets, things you confided in, and then they say, oh, I was just joking. No, they're not joking. And if you are stuck on that serious hamster wheel of being a people pleaser, you'll give them a pass. 
and they'll only come back and do the same thing again, only on a different day. Same old soup, warmed over, served in a different bowl. No, I don't make these things up. I have met people in my life that was so disgusting that I can't even think that I even allowed myself to even be in that space. But it was still a part of my growth. I was still young. I didn't know better. I knew something was wrong. But I had to make the conscious decision, decision to evolve. And so those were the people that wound up being my stepping stones for my evolution. And for me ultimately being able to accept my mission. And then, like I said, some people have more than one mission. And I am here to tell you, it is not easy. So when I say that I don't have the patience to deal with a person that is just doing the same thing over and over and wanting to tell, I'll listen to it once, maybe twice. But see, the third time ain't happening, baby. I'm not doing it. I don't want to hear it again. What are you going to do to change it? Are you going to just go find somebody else to start singing the same story again? Don't be a waste of space in the world. Don't. We have too many moving pieces and too many things that are falling apart right now where people can find some way that they can become an asset and not a liability to the world and the people within. So, in closing today, I wrote something on um, fabulousbiscuitandspilltea.com. Again, I'm still working on it. I'm still not totally where I want to be, but I'm getting there because I'm willing to do the work. And I go back and I say, I can do this. And then I try again. But I have other things on my plate. And in a few days, I will be going to Chicago to that great Gatsby party. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm sure it's going to be very hot. But that's what it's all about, enjoying life, you know, and not excusing yourself for enjoying your own life. It is your life. Prosperity is the knowledge that you gain in this life. So, in closing, I would like to say my divine salutes your divine. Namaste.